I'd like to mention uh, four people who really made a difference and see if you can notice what they have in common. Abraham Lincoln opposed slavery and abolished slavery in our nation while holding our fractured union together. Mahatma Gandhi set a half a billion people free by leading India to national independence while inspiring freedom and human rights movements around the world. And Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. led nonviolent victories over the social evils of racial injustice and began the long march toward racial harmony that continues to this day in our nation. No historian anywhere would dispute that these three men made a difference. But now, I want to mention one more name. But this fourth man stands alone in a different category because he is both man and God. Jesus. Jesus lived a perfect life and then died on the cross and then rose again from the grave as the Son of God who sets believers free and gives them peace with God and eternal life. Now we have three difference-making people and Jesus who is the ultimate difference-maker. What do they have in common? Let me tell you. These four all demonstrate that if you want your life to count, then you must be willing to stand up, stand alone, and stand despite the cost, the cost of criticism and opposition and brutal, brutal backlash. Lincoln, Gandhi, and King are all examples of people who are universally respected and admired today because yesterday they were willing to stand up and stand alone under insults and accusations and vicious attacks. Lincoln, Gandhi, and King are all admired for how they set people free, stood up for what was right, and were willing to suffer for it. And all three of these he paid with his life. But of course, Jesus, Jesus is the ultimate example of this timeless principle. What? Is the timeless principle? Here it is. To make a positive difference in this world, I must be willing to be positively different in this world. If I want my life to count, then like Jesus, I must be different. I must be willing to stand up, stand alone, and stand despite the cost. And this cost explains why so few of us actually make it count in life. It's because we're not willing to pay the price of standing against the flow of popular opinion and being different. But the timeless truth remains. I must be willing to be different in order to make a difference. And God teaches this truth over and over in Scripture, like in the account of three more men who made a difference. These three men loved God in a time and a place 
where it was very unpopular to do so. The place was Babylonia, the time 500 years before Jesus was born. And while these men loved God, their job was to serve a self-centered king named Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar had a team of skilled craftsmen build for him a gold statue 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. A statue of King Nebuchadnezzar himself. And the day came to dedicate this statue. And so Nebuchadnezzar assembled all his government officials from all the lands under his control. And these thousands upon thousands of leaders were herded around this statue. And they were told to stand. Then the herald announced that at the sound of the trumpet, everyone was to leave their standing position and fall on their faces to bow before this gold image. And the herald continued, if anyone refuses to bow before this gold image of the king, that person will be bound and thrown into a huge furnace of fire. And so at this, the trumpet is sounded and thousands upon thousands who were standing immediately fell to their faces and bowed before this gold statue. Everyone went down except for these three men who followed God. While everyone else was flat on their face, these three stood up and stood alone before the wrath of the king. And we pick up the story now in Daniel chapter 3, beginning at verse 13. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these three men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, If you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it and from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these three men, wearing their robes and trousers and turbans and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who firmly tied, fell into the burning furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar jumped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men who were tied up and thrown into the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, well, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. 
So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, uh, prefects, and governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other God can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. The God preserves this story in Scripture to teach me the timeless truth about how to make my life count. To make a difference, I must be different by being willing to stand up, stand alone, and stand despite the cost. First, in order to make a difference, I must be willing to stand up. The trumpet sounded, and everyone everywhere fell to their knees. Only Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were willing to make a difference by their courageous decision to keep standing. Now, let me suggest some areas where you and I might need to stand up, like being willing to stand up with God. Before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gathered his followers together and said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you will be my witnesses. Now, a witness is just someone who speaks up about what he has seen or experienced. And that is what Jesus calls me to do as his follower. It is not my responsibility to convert my friends or preach at them, but it is my responsibility to be a witness, to have the courage to share my personal story and experience with Jesus. And this isn't complicated, but it does require me to be different. Uh, Jen and I love inviting uh, our neighbors over to our house. In fact, just this last week, we had a few of our newest neighbors over to our house. And it reminded me of a night a while back when... uh, Uh, We had some neighbors, new neighbors, a new neighbor family over to our house for dinner. And I didn't know much about these new neighbors, but I didn't know that they were not churchgoers. And we always pray uh, before dinner. But I didn't want to make these new neighbors over to our house for dinner feel awkward. And so I wondered, you know, whether I should just skip the prayer or what. And then I said to myself, no, I can't do that. This is who I am. My relationship with God is at the very center of who I am. And so I need to have the courage to respect who my neighbor is and be myself, be who I am at the same time. And so when we sat down to eat, I asked uh, the neighbors if it was okay if uh, we followed our normal pattern and prayed before dinner. And our new friends said this was fine. And they didn't seem to mind at all until after my prayer. And I prayed like I, I usually do. I just was thanking God for all the things that we enjoy, including our new friends around the table and the food that we were going to enjoy. And after I said amen, 
The dad of the family said, that was weird. That was really weird. And so I was like, I did like a rewind. What did I say exactly? And, uh, and uh, I said, I didn't say anything out of the ordinary. I, so I said, well, what do you mean? And uh, the dad said, well, your prayer was, was really weird. He said, I've heard lots of prayers before. Well, that was weird. <laughs> he said, it was like you were really talking to somebody. And I said, well, you're right. I was talking to somebody. And that family moved away the next week. <laughs> and I'm kidding. Uh, I said, yeah, you're right. I was talking to somebody. And that was the beginning of our, our first of, a, of many great conversations about having a real relationship with God. And I'm just telling you that great conversations are just waiting to begin if you stand up and be different by being honest about who you are and what you've experienced by way of God's love and forgiveness and power in your life through Jesus. And Next, think about where you may need to stand up for your family. You know, if you want to be different in uh, Southern Connecticut culture, here's all you have to do. All you have to do is sit down and have a meal with your family more than three times a week. It's become very rare to just have a meal together as a family, but it's a practice that researchers claim is the biggest boost and the single biggest predictor of health for kids and parents and marriages in a home. And I, I know, I know, some of you are saying, I have a boss who is a slave driver, makes King Nebuchadnezzar look like a cream puff. You know, I, I know, I know, you have a job that seems to have no boundaries so that you can't make it home for dinner or you can't be present anywhere in the lives of your spouse or your kids on a regular basis. Think about standing up and being different and actually going to your supervisor, maybe talking to you about how you desire to be excellent at work, but you also need to be faithful at home. Think about being different and explaining how you love your job, but how you won't damage your family in order to keep it. Next, think about where you might need to be uh, standing up in true friendship. You know, last week we said that if you want to make an impact in life, it's going to be in your relationships. So think about how being positively different and making a difference in your relationships means being that person who loves enough to tell the truth. Then people will say things like this about you. You know, she saved me from a destructive dating relationship because she was the only one in my life who loved me enough to tell me the truth. You know, he stood up and told me about someone I had hurt, I didn't know about, which gave me the chance to apologize and save that relationship. You know, she was in a group that began to gossip about me, but she stood up and made them think again about who I am. I never had a friend like that. You know, he changed my life just by being honest about his struggles and how his relationship with Jesus was making all the difference. He came to apologize to me about something he had done wrong to me. And now we're closer than ever because, you know, he's making a difference in my life by giving me one friend I know who loves me enough to tell me the truth, which leads to the next area and how you might need to stand up 
for what is right. You know, you make a difference when you have the courage to give back money you are overpaid. Or you own a mistake that someone else is being blamed for. Or you stand up for someone who is mistreated. Or give support to someone who cannot pay you back. If you want to make a difference, you must be different. I have to be willing to stand up. But I also have to be willing to stand alone. The trumpet sounded and everyone everywhere fell to their faces. Only Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were willing to make a difference by their courageous decision to stand alone. I may need to stand alone on my time priorities. You know, there is a competition for my time. And the crowd pushes me to conform to Their priorities when it comes to time. You know, I hear Christ-following people say all the time, I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to read the Bible. I don't have time to serve God anywhere by serving in the church. It's not true. Let's be honest. I have time for whatever I consider a priority. The question is whether I choose to listen to the trumpet call and bow with the crowd or stand alone when it comes to my time priorities. For instance, what's your priority on Sunday when it comes to your family? Is it sporting events or is it worship in church? If both are scheduled on Sunday morning, which wins? You know, there is a star high school football player who attends this church. He's trying to get to college on a football scholarship. But he has told his coach and his team that when it comes to practices and games on Sunday morning, God comes first. Church comes first. And he stands alone. But he stands alone with the respect of his coaches who look up to this man who has the courage to be different. He stands alone, but his fellow players who are looking for something to believe in in life come to talk to him about a relationship with Jesus. He's making a difference because he's willing to be different. How about you? Do you have the courage to stand alone when it comes to your time priorities? And do you have the courage to stand alone on money priorities? The trumpet calls sounds, the trumpet conformity sounds, and calls me to spend the money I get on me and mine. But God calls me in his word to be different by giving it away. Specifically by tithing my income to God's work in the church. And there's a part of me that says, God, I'll give 10% of my income when everybody else in the church gives 10%. But then I hear Jesus say, that's the point. If you want to make a difference with me, you have to be different like me. You must choose to stand alone with me and refuse to bow before the Fairfield County culture statue of gold. I must stand up and I must stand alone and stand despite the cost. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew the cost of standing was being burned alive in a furnace. And they said to Nebuchadnezzar, God has the power to rescue them from the flames, but he may choose not to do so. Either way, these three friends said that they would stand despite the cost. And because these three men chose to stand despite, God was able to get involved on a miracle basis. Because of God's involvement, the flames did not 
hurt them. All the flames did was burn their bonds so that they could be set free, which proves that all those standing with God always comes with a cost. The payoff is true freedom. When I decide to stand up and be who I am in Christ, I become free. When I stand up and do what is right, I become free. When I stand up against the pressure to conform, when I stand despite the threats of kings and crowds, I become truly free. I may not ever face a furnace, but it will cost me to be different. But the reward of being different is making a difference and experiencing freedom in the process. Of course, you know, there are believers today who do go into literal furnaces because of their belief in Jesus. Pastor Saeed Abedini was raised in Iran and became a follower of Jesus. He married an American woman, uh, became an American citizen, lives in America. And then two years ago, God called him to leave his wife and kids for a short term trip to establish a Christ-centered orphanage in Iran. While in Iran, Pastor Saeed was arrested for his crime of converting from Islam to Christianity. First, he was sentenced to death, but now he is a prisoner suffering through his third year of brutal captivity. And in a moment, we're going to hear a letter Pastor Saeed wrote to his eight-year-old daughter in which he describes the freedom he experiences as a prisoner. Saeed is free because the same one is with him who is walking with those three friends in the furnace. Saeed is free because of the fourth man who Nebuchadnezzar called a son of God. Jesus is the ultimate difference maker and he shows us how to make a difference by being different. Jesus was not afraid to stand up, to stand alone and stand despite the cost. He paid freedom's cost for each one of us who believe in him. And he walks with us when we choose to go in the furnace and be different. Let's be different so that we can make a difference.